0: Hey, welcome to Together for Salem. My name is John Silva, I'm the lead pastor of Cross Creek Community Church. And Cross Creek Community Church is a church in Salem, Oregon that we designed from the ground up to be a church for people who don't norm, don't normally go to church. We believe that God is for you and so we are for you. Whether you um, are a Jesus follower or not, we want you to know that we are for you. And so uh, because of this social distancing thing, our church can't meet regularly like we do on Sunday evenings. And so we decided to not just preach a online sermon, but to do something different, something that would be maybe more beneficial for the community. And so we created this church podcast, video cast, whatever you call it. Um, it's basically a video cast, if that's a word, for people who don't normally go to church, which right now is all of us. We, don't, we can't go to church. So uh, this is for everybody. We hope this can be a community resource um, something that will help all of us, whether because we're all we're all in this together, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But what this is going to look like, it's not just a sermon or a church service or anything like that. What we want to do is we want to have a little bit of fun, which we'll do in a minute. Hopefully, get an encouraging message, uh, something that we could look at what Jesus said and how we can apply that to the situation we're in now. Uh, we're going to have an interview with um, some some information on. Uh, how we can still be connected and be involved in each other's lives, even though we might be socially distant at the moment. And then hopefully we'll have some resources at the end of ways that uh, if you need help, you can get help. And if you uh, want to be a help, you can be a help. And at the very end, you need to watch or listen to this all the way to the end, because we're gonna have a chance for you to win an online gift card for one of our local vendors. So what I wanna do right now is invite my friend, Aaron Fiedler, and we are going to do a segment that we are calling for the moment, Know Your Socially Distant Neighbor.
1: Hi, Aaron. How's it going, John?
0: Good. How are you doing? I'm good. Good. Good, good to see you, buddy. Good to see you, too. Uh, what we're going to do, I want to get to know you a little bit better. Sounds good. And I feel, you know, a relationship, relationship goes both ways. Yeah, that's true. So I want true. you to get to know me. Yes. So I want to play a game called Think Fast. Okay. I'm going to give you a card with five questions on it. And I'll also have a card. And we'll right. ask each other questions. And you have to answer the first thing that comes to your head. Okay. So it's called Think Fast. Get it?
1: This is great.
0: Yes. The first thing that comes to your head. So I'm going to give you this card. Okay. And since you're my guest, I'm going to ask you questions first. Okay. All right. And you just say the first thing that comes to your head. Okay.
1: Got it? I think I'm ready. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Ooh. Intense. All right. Ready? Yes.
0: What is the best ice cream flavor? Cheese. <laughs> what <laughs> got cheese on my mouth. <laughs> What
1: what is the best thing about Oregon? The trees. I like the trees. I do too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, why can't we tickle ourselves? Because it's not a surprise. <laughs> That's I don't know. I'm sorry, about you can't I'm sorry. Good. Yeah. What's for dinner? More cheese. <laughs> there. Uh, whatever's in the fridge.
0: <laughs> and what nickname do you secretly wish people would call you?
1: Pookie doo! <laughs> All right, pookie. <laughs> All right, my <am> dude. <laughs> pookie one, do. That one better than I thought it could. Yeah. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. What's the best smell? Mmm, your <laughs> shirt. Great. What does a person need to be happy? Oh, Steve. love of a good cat. <laughs> Who is the captain? You, my friend. Oh, captain, my captain. What's a better name for social distancing? Don't look at me in that way. <laughs> Tell me a secret. I am scared of witches. Okay. I feel like that round went really well. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah. Don't look at me that way. I'm sorry. No, I, Don't. I. No, yeah. I'm just saying like social distancing. It's a it's new it's, world.
1: I was thinking it could be the opposite of... N- never mind. I yeah. shouldn't say intimacy on the air right now. No. So because this is a lightning round. Okay.
0: Okay. And we each have the same questions, and we'll take turns asking any question, asking each other questions okay. back and forth. Okay. Okay. Yep. And I will let you ask. I'm gonna ask first. first. Okay, ready? What's the most boring thing ever? Eating your shoes
1: in your supposed, boat. Okay, fine. Good.
0: Okay. What do you wish you named your dog?
1: Barf. That's Barf. an easy one. <laughs> Space Yes. Yeah. Good. Uh, who is that? Your aunt, who is named Petunia. I don't have one. What's the deal with cranberries? No, that's what? my question. Oh, sorry. To you. Gosh, this is live-ish. What's the deal with cranberries? I don't know. They are—they're they, tart. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Just, yes. And uh, say something cool.
0: I would trim your beard with a machete if I, I had the muscles.
1: I should probably actually trim it. Is it that obvious? Yes. Correct. Well, that was good. Yeah, I think like get to know you a little bit. That's pretty awesome, yeah. You're a Spaceballs fan, apparently. I don't you know why. know of it. Yeah, yeah. Barf. Barf. Good. Like, yeah, yeah. Good questions, though.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks for being here. We're actually going to see you in a little bit. Sounds good. All right. And now we're going to fade out. Are okay. you ready? Yep. We've nice never fun. done this before. Ready? Pew! Hey, we are back. You didn't go anywhere. Uh, it's been like 10 seconds, or one second for you. But uh, I just kind of want to talk a little bit about what a weird time we're in right now. This is something that none of us really saw coming a few months ago. Um, None of us have prepared for. We didn't take any classes on how to deal with COVID-19. And those of you who are home with families, you're learning a lot about uh, what teachers go through and about just what it means to kind of be a family. But it's a weird time. And I think for at least for me, what I've had to wrap my mind around is this is going to be a difficult time. This isn't something that's going to go away next week. This is something that's going to impact us for a while. And things are going to be different for who knows how long. We don't know when it's going to be over. But I also know we are going to get through it. This won't last forever. And I think we can actually be better because of it. We as individuals and we as a community of Salem, Kaiser, Turner, wherever you are. I actually think we can be better because of what we're going through right now. And one of the reasons I know that is because we're all asking like this question of what can we do? There's the idea of, you know, what can we do to take care of ourselves and our family and, and staying healthy and, and being prepared and that type of thing. But knowing Salem, knowing uh, this area, seeing what I've been seeing on social media, we're asking, how can we help each other? How can we help our neighbors? what does that, what does that look like right now to be a neighbor? And, uh, a year or so ago, Cross Creek Community Church started this idea of For Salem. And it's this idea of, basically, it's encouraging neighbors to be neighborly. It doesn't have to do with um, being part of a church or anything. We, we are all Salem. <clears throat> we can all be for each other. Now, the not, probably not surprising thing is Jesus actually talked about what it means to be a neighbor. He talked about it in a story that maybe you haven't read or heard before, but you've heard the phrase before in a story that is called the Good Samaritan. We even have hospitals around here named after this story. And I think looking at the story of the Good Samaritan, whether whether you're a Jesus follower or not, remember, we started Cross Creek as a church. where People don't normally go to church. Um, So this is like designed for you. Uh, what, looking at the story of the good samaritan could actually give us a plan whether jesus follower or not of what it how we can help each other and even even become come out of this stronger as a community as Salem Kaiser Turner wherever you are and so what we're what we're going to see i think is that Salem can be a community that is known are being for each other. We are for each other. I've seen it. You've experienced it probably. But we can become known for, like around the area, maybe even around the country, I don't know, as a place that we are for each other. And so what, is, what does this Good Samaritan story look like? It's actually uh, found in what we call in the, in the church world, the book of Luke. It's in the New Testament, the Christian scriptures. And really, the book of Luke is a biography of Jesus' life. Written by an ancient historian named Luke, who was a friend of the apostle Paul, and he, what he did is he went to the people who knew Jesus, who were eyewitnesses of Jesus' life, and he interviewed them. Some people even say that he he interviewed uh, Jesus' mom, Mary, and he kind of wrote down an orderly account. He says of the life of Jesus, of this guy who who did something amazing. Uh, We believe he, he died and rose again. We believe he was God. You don't have to believe that to be watching this to even benefit from this. But he wrote it down and said, this is an important thing. This is changing the world. What was this all about? And so he researched it and he wrote it down and he made it a, basically it's a letter that we now call the book of Luke. And we've put it with other biographies, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And it's in the New Testament scriptures. And the story of the Good Samaritan that Luke records for us, um, Jesus is hanging out with his people, and there's these teachers of the Jewish law, the the religious leaders of the ancient Jews at the time who really weren't into Jesus, didn't really appreciate what he was doing, kind of changing the social structure of what was going on, and they wanted to test him, and they wanted to trap him in these questions. And so this this religious leader goes up to Jesus and says, what do I have to do, Jesus, to inherit eternal life? And the religious leaders already had their answers. Like they had all these different rules that they had to follow that they believed would make God like them more and so that they could uh, have God happy with them so that they could be with God forever. They could live in paradise forever. And to ask that question really is a theist question. Like there's this understanding that there is a God for this guy and Jesus and him both obviously believed there was a God, And it's kind of this idea that if God exists, and if you don't believe God exists, that's okay. You can still be a part of what we're talking about here. But just give me kind of a second of if, right? I think you can be open-minded to say if God exists, if he created us, if he's good and loving, like Jesus said he was, then the meaning of life, the the goal of life probably would be related to his purpose for us, why he created us, what he wants from us. And so this, this guy's asking, Jesus, what does God really mean? Want from us, and so Jesus says in classic Jesus style. He doesn't just answer the question with this like you know as oh great little one whatever this is. He he asks a question. He says, "Well, you're the expert. What do you think?" And and here's what this religious leader said. The man answered, "You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself." Right, Jesus told him, do this and you will live. This right here has been called, and I think rightfully so, the greatest commandment. Because these two things, loving God and loving your neighbor as yourself, really summarizes all other laws, really all other religious laws if you think about it, right? Don't murder, don't steal. That's loving your neighbor as yourself. Says, he's saying, know God, know that who God is, know that God loves you that he is for you, that you can trust him, that he wants a real relationship with you. He isn't just this distant you know, power or this distant um, spiritual force. He is actually a relational being who loves you, who cares for you, who knows you. And so love him, trust him. In a way that, and, and to do that, it's exemplified by, it's proven by, love your neighbor as yourself. We call this at at Cross Creek, we call this the law of love. This is the core of Jesus' teachings, to love God and to love your neighbor as yourself. That is the law of love. That is, you know, the core of Christian teaching. That is the core of Christian ethics, is love. And Jesus is saying, you say you love God, religious leader, prove it by loving your neighbor. And that's huge, right? When we think of loving God, we think like, you got to read the Bible, you got to go to church, you got to sing all these songs, But according to Jesus, loving your neighbor is loving God. That's how we prove and show that we love God, by loving each other, by loving our neighbor. If you're a parent, you get this. See, if somebody loves you and says, well, but I don't really like your kids, they say, I love you, but your kids are freaking annoying. They don't really love you. But when somebody truly loves you, they love your kids. They take care of your kids. If somebody took care of your kid for you, especially right now if you're stuck at home, and they're like, let me take your kid. I'm super healthy, and I'm going to take care of your kid for you for a day. That's going to make you love them more, right? That's going to prove that they love you by taking care of their kids. And that's what Jesus is saying. If you love God, prove it by loving his kids, by loving your neighbor, and by love. So you might be like, well, how do you like love God? How do you love your neighbor that you don't even know? See, love isn't that ooey-gooey feeling that you're watching on your Hallmark channel shows lately. It's not this like, oh my gosh, I just feel this love. I fell into, that's not, that's not what Jesus, that's not the type of love Jesus is talking about here. See, love, in Jesus' context, love is the choice to act for the good of someone else. It is a choice. You ch- it's not a feeling. You choose to do it. And it's not just a choice to feel. It's a choice to act for the good of someone else. It's a choice and an action. And that is basically the, the gist of Christian ethics. It's very simple, right? We think we have all these church rules and that type of stuff. Jesus said, look, my rule is love each other as I have loved you. It's very simple. But if you think about that, it is demanding. Love each other as I have loved you, Jesus said. What did Jesus do? Well, we believe he died for us. You can't, you can't love more than that. And so now this expert of the law wants to clarify, wants to kind of make himself feel better because he's saying, he's kind of seeing the implications of what this love looks like. And he's saying, okay, Jesus, I mean, yeah, I mean, I answered it. And you said, I'm right. Do this and you'll live and you'll make God happy with you. You love your neighbors, trust God. Have faith, choose to have faith, choose to love, but like this neighbor thing, right? There's, there's limits to this, isn't there? Like, who do I have to love like this? Like, who actually is my neighbor, he asks. He says, you're just, Jesus, basically, you're saying it's people like me, right? Like, I, if I love my people, maybe my Jewish people or the people in my social class, like my race, people who are like me and that like me and I like them, my people, right, those are the, that's my neighbor, and so instead of slapping him in the face like probably Jesus should have, Jesus tells this famous story of the Good Samaritan. And so let's, let's look at it together. Jesus replied with a story. Jesus usually replies with either a story or a question. You should, you should read this biography about Jesus. it's Pretty awesome. Uh, Jesus replied with a story. A Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho, which is, was a pretty dangerous road at the time, and he was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him up, and left him half dead beside the road. So this guy is bloody, bleeding, nobody there to help him, the middle of nowhere. By chance, just so happens, oh, good news, something good's gonna happen. A priest came along, somebody who actually served God in the temple. Good news, this good guy is coming to help. But when he saw the man lying there, he crossed to the other side of the road and passed him by. You ever been passed by by somebody who said they were a religious? person. Let's move on. A temple assistant, another good guy, somebody who actually works in the temple, that's their job. Uh, It's actually their family job. He was a Levite, other translations say. A temple assistant walked over and looked at him lying there. He actually looked at him, like maybe even saw maybe his chest was going up and down shallowly. But he also passed by on the other side. So these good guys didn't help. I, a lot of people try to assume why they didn't help. Like, maybe touching a dead body would make them unclean for their temple work, possibly. They put their religion and their job over helping this person. Uh, maybe, I mean, like like for me, I look at it and I put, put myself the temple assistant or the priest. It's like, well, that's going to really put me out of my plan. I'm on my way on this dangerous road to go home, and there's this guy lying there. I, I don't have time to help him. This is going to change my plans. This might make me, you know, oh have to change. (laughs) But here's the thing. Then a despised Samaritan, the ancient Jews and the Samaritans did not get along. They hated each other. There's like racism on both sides. And they said, you worship wrong. No, we worship right. All these things. So a despised Samaritan, and Jesus is telling this to a Jewish crowd. So this is like the enemy, like Samaritan, gross. Then a despised Samaritan came along. And when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine, probably like, you know, some essential oils, and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his own donkey, put him in his own car, and took him to an inn where he took care of him. He took like he took he changed his entire plan. His day was not planning to look like that and he changed his plans, took him to an inn where he took care of him. Then the next day he handed the innkeeper two silver coins telling him take care of this man if his bill runs higher than this, I'll pay you the next time I'm here And the the calculations is probably about three and a half weeks he paid for for care. The other thing about loving your neighbor taking care of your neighbor it's usually costly. time, money, your plans, sometimes you have to give that up to be a neighbor. And so what is Jesus saying here in this in this story? Basically, who is a neighbor? For us, who's a neighbor? A neighbor is anybody who's in need. See, being a neighbor, especially right now, is responding, whatever it looks like, responding when you are needed. In fact, a neighbor chooses to respond to the needs around them. Neighbors choose to respond to the needs around them. Now, let's let's think about that for our situation right now, being, being isolated, being, what does that look like? How are you, like for you personally, and I can't see you, you're safe, but I'm gonna to talk to you. How are you needed right now? Or as as we like to say at Cross Creek, what does love look like right now? That choice to to act for the good of someone else, that love. What does love look like right now? I think I have I have a couple of ideas. I think first of all, love looks like for some of us actually, and it's kind of counterintuitive, distancing ourselves. Right? Love is is choosing to be a part. To be part of the solution. Choosing to be a part of the solution. Some of us say, oh, it's no big deal. It's just like the flu. I hope that idea is kind of dying down now. This is different. This is different than the flu. And some of, love is choosing to be part of the solution. That's why we canceled all of our services. Why we're encouraging our our small groups to to meet more online. Because we want to be part of the solution, not the problem. So that might mean distancing ourselves for now. For however long that uh, we are told is safe. So love is choosing to be part of the solution, not the problem. Another way I think we can show love and be for each other and be a neighbor right now is not overbuying. Not hoarding. And we all think like it's crazy that people bought all the toilet paper, but you still bought it, didn't you? Some of you. Right? Loving, Jesus said it's loving your neighbor as yourself. And if you think about yourself and what you want, you want there to be toilet paper. You want there to be good frozen food when you need it, right? Like when your supply runs out, you want there to be more there. And not everyone can afford to overbuy like some of us can. Some, of us can, some people can only buy for that week. That's their income. And if things are changing, their income doesn't look so steady. And so they can't afford to overbuy right now and stock up. And here's the thing. There's no shortage of toilet paper. Like the companies are still making it. Trucks are still coming through. Trucks are still delivering goods. So love really is is leaving enough for the next person. Love is you know love is saying I I need it. But so do they. So I will take what I need and not by not just strip the stores as soon as, as soon as it's there. Love is leaving enough for the next person because you want that for yourself, right? And really quick, if you're a Jesus follower, honestly, this is a matter of trust. Do you trust that God exists, that he's good, that he loves you, that he knows you, and that he'll take care of you? Here's the thing, and we've said this a few times if, you, if you're a Cross Creek person, if Jesus loved you enough to die for you, He's for you. You can trust him to take care of you. You can trust him. You can you can relax. That's that's the cool thing about being a Jesus follower right now is what's there to be scared of? People who aren't scared of death aren't scared of much. We can take what we need and leave the rest for other people that need it too. See, honestly this might sound crazy, but some of us might need to kind of humble ourselves. Bite like take back our words, look, look, maybe look a little bit silly and admit that we went crazy hoarding all this stuff that we don't really need right now because the stores will be stocked at some point and offer our insane amount of supplies to someone else. Maybe like on OfferUp or whatever app you have, actually offer it to somebody who actually needs it. Say, I'm not going to need 500 rolls of toilet paper. I, I have some. You guys want some? I'll give it to you. So that's one way. And I think another way is love is giving when and where we can. Being a neighbor is giving when and where we can. We're Salem. We're Kaiser. We're Turner. We are the Willamette Valley. We want to help the community. That's just something in us about being Oregonians. We want to help each other. And the best way to help, we like, we want to solve this big problem. and We want to like solve you know, hunger and all these things. But if you think about it, one of us can't solve the whole problem. But we can solve the problem for one person, for one whole person, right? It's... Best way to help is one person at a time. Uh, I think it was the movie Robots where they said, "You know, see a need, fill a need." That's us right now, especially if you're a Jesus follower. That's what you're called to do: is see a need and fill a need. A lot of us have resources to help. You know, some of us are pretty sure we're not going to lose our jobs right now. Other people aren't this, aren't the same way. You can help nonprofits like Marion Polk Food Share. Go online and 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 give them some money. Maybe volunteer if they're, if they're accepting that. You can help Cross Creek. We're not just here to create a big church. We're here to help the community. And for those of you who are part of Cross Creek, who've taken that 310 challenge that we're talking about um, for three months, if you devote 10% of your income, uh, we have a money-back guarantee. If you're not happy, you'll, you'll get your money back. Uh, keep that going. Because we're not, we're not just sitting around our house. We're looking for ways to help the community. So churches, nonprofits, donate what you can to help people out. Be a part of the solution. Love is giving when and where you can. Now, whether you're a Jesus follower or not, we are all in this together. We are all dealing with the same thing together. This isn't a religious problem. This is a human problem. We're all in it together. We can choose to love our neighbors together. And for now, it might part of that might mean choosing to refrain from contact from each other physically. We can still contact each other uh, virtually and online. We're gonna talk about that in a minute. But this situation that we're in, it might last longer than any of us expect. We don't know right now, and it's okay not to know. We never really knew. We just are now aware that we don't know what the future holds. And you know what? This might be harder than any of us expect in ways that many of us won't and can't anticipate. But we are in it together and we will get through it together. We're not alone. See, together we can be for Salem. We are Salem. We are the Willamette Valley and we can be for each other. We're not alone. We have each other and we have a God who loves us who is not surprised by this, who is using it for good in ways we might not know. We can be together for Salem. Together we can be for Salem. (sighs) Welcome back, Aaron. Thank you. It's good to see you. It's good to be back. So for people who don't know you, you're actually kind of famous in this community. Uh, There's hundreds, maybe thousands
1: of people who know who you are. that's, That's actually true,
0: yeah. Yeah, which is crazy. Um, you're kind
1: of a local celebrity, so if you don't know who Aaron is, uh, Aaron, who are you? Uh, my name's Aaron Fiedler. I I live in Salem, Oregon. This this is my home. Uh, I have a lot of roles, so I guess like my my day job, my my paid gig, mm-hmm. at least I mean until we got um, spring break for a while, <laughs> uh, is that I'm a middle school teacher at Leslie Middle School. Where did and you work so before that? I worked in Steven at Stevens Middle School, which okay. is in northeast Salem for like 18 years, and then. Uh, a couple of years ago, got a job at Leslie. So now I'm teaching eighth grade science there. And I've got a couple of uh, STEM elective classes too, which are pretty fun. Cool. Science, technology, engineering, math. So, so far we've done a little bit of coding and like some electronics work. So
0: you've been a middle school teacher in Salem for about 20 years. Yeah. And so That's I ridiculous. guess,
1: to yeah. And so I, I'm always seeing people that um, were former students around and like yeah. weirdly, uncomfortably asking them. It's like, it comes off as creepish actually, because I'm like, <laughs> Hey, did you go to Stevens? And they're like, yeah, it was like, yeah. So then we can. See, that's cool. That you remember
0: students from that long ago because I was a
1: teacher for six years, and I've tended to forget some students. Well, it's it's not the,
0: you if you're watching. No, that of course I didn't not. forget you.
1: It's it's not like the the name sometimes is a little sure. weird, but I faces like, and I'm, you would be the same. Right. If well, I've you seen grown something. adults come up
0: to you you and be like, "Hey, Mr.
1: Feedler." <laughs> so weird. I even work with one of my former students on staff, and she cannot call me Erin. She's funny. like, "Mr. Feedler," and I'm like. Yeah, she, she's just like I'm. Sorry, I can't do it. Yeah, yeah. I taught her math a long time ago, and she she turned out okay. She actually does our um, bookkeeping. At, oh, at good Leslie. job! I know. So I didn't ruin her, which is great. Perfect. Um, so yeah, that's your day job. My day job. But you're also
0: a part of the leadership of Cross Creek. Church.
1: I am. Yeah. So my my official role with Cross Creek, I'm a, I'm an elder. So um, what that means is like I'm part of the leadership team, and I get to help uh, meet and talk about our direction as a group, and mm-hmm. like uh, how we can. Before our community, what that looks like, kind of big picture stuff. Uh, and I'm the director of our small groups. So like our church used to on Sunday meet with a bunch of people. And then now since that's not happening, we're kind of like figuring that out too. But um, we also have other parts of our process and like how, how people transform or how people can become like Jesus. And so Sundays were about discovering how God loves them. And mm-hmm. then there are smaller groups in our church that meet. Where people really have a chance to to interact with one another and really and do they
0: meet like at church? I some, know the answer to the question. No, but... that's okay. You're
1: that's you're doing a great job. <laughs> Thanks. Interview. Yeah, Thanks. Um, some groups actually do meet at church, and a lot of groups meet in homes as well. Like throughout the week. Yeah, throughout the week, and so they they talk about a lot of times they'll talk about what's going on with uh, one of the messages that you've given, or they might do a video series or a book study or um, something like that. And one of them actually a group went through like a a, a training on how to share how much God loves them with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of those things kind of happen. So it's not in like just small a groups. Bible study. No, right? it's not. A, it's not a Bible study. It's more like um, people are growing in relationship with with God and understanding who he is, but they're also growing in relationship with each other. Like those community. are kind of the two. Yeah. Those are the kind of the two main points of it, actually. We
0: call them people are connected. People
1: are connected with one right. another. Yep. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've been a part of, shoot, how many have I?
0: Like three now. Yeah. And we, we used to be in one together. Right. That's, that's the first, that's
1: why I'm smiling too. Like the first group that I was ever a part in, you were actually, you were a right. part of that too. Yeah. So that was, that, that's fun. That was a couple of years ago now. Right. Yeah.
0: So uh, with these connect groups and right. people watching are, some of them are part of Cross Creek. Yes. In a connect group. And they're yes. wondering, well, if we can't meet in person, how do
1: we connect?
0: Right. So how could a connect group still be uh, connected and kind of be that community right now?
1: And that's a really good question. And like things have changed so quickly. I mean, a week ago, we were all just sort of living our pretty much normal lives. And now today it's like, well, you know, 10 or fewer people. The last seven
0: days, it felt like seven months.
1: Really? Yeah. And like, well, it's, it's sort of an aside too. And my wife and I were talking about this earlier today, but it almost feels like we're waiting for the next bad announcement to hit. Oh, like, sir, it, I woke up and looked at the news like, have, okay, nothing bad happened. I, was yet. Like, I know, right? Because <laughs> yeah. it could be like only five people can meet and then pretty soon our families are going to be split up in separate rooms and we'll need like, right. I don't know, some kind of communication system. Um, so I guess, I mean, the good news is at some point that's going to that's gonna change mm-hmm. and we'll kind of, it'll become a new normal for us. Uh, in terms of our groups, there's so many online ways to communicate. Like we've already talked about this as a leadership team and some great ideas were, you know, there's Marco Marco Polo. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's FaceTime. A lot of people already use Facebook Messenger, and so like their groups already communicate groups. that way. There's
0: Zoom that I actually I just discovered this right. week, which is pretty cool. Video conferencing
1: way. type thing. Video conferencing, and they they have closed groups, I believe. <laughs> yeah, as well. Um, so it's like all of these. We've kind of never been in a better place to actually have this kind of situation because there's so many choices out there. So our group's kind of, um, the leaders are in charge of talking to the group and they know their group and um, they're finding a way that their group can, can actually communicate and interface now mm-hmm. that we can't all sit in a room together. Right. You know, a couple of us can, but.
0: And um, part of the connect groups, yeah. right, it's not just the study stuff and the talking, but it's actually, like we, we say this is where the churching happens, right? Yeah. Loving each other, bearing each other's burdens. Mm-hmm. This is where the each other of church happens. So how does like, caring for each other, how does that happen now that we can't be together?
1: That's, that's a really good question. And actually, it's funny because our church has been designed to do this all along where it's not necessarily the big church's job to care for an individual need. But with, if, if I as an individual see something in my neighborhood that I can help with, then I do that. Or I, I have been a, a group leader facilitator as well. So if there's something in my group, uh, that I can help with, or we can help with as a group, and we have done this before. You know, we've collected money, or we've um, watched kids, or we've helped helped with yard projects and stuff like that. Uh, if there are things in that group that we can actually handle, we do that. And then if if it's a need bigger than that, then we kind of go to the greater church and say, Hey, can anyone in our church community help with this issue? Uh, and if it's too big for that, or, or outside of our skill set there, then we kind of go to the greater community of Salem and we have some great contacts with that as well. Cool. So if somebody
0: had a need, Mm -hmm. um, say they're, you know, they have a need that their group can't meet. Yeah. They, how would they, basically they would tell their leader, their leader would know and their leader would let the church leadership know and we would see what we could
1: do. That's sort of the process that we've designed already. We're, we're kind of reminding our, our people of that because it's, now it's sort of time to put that into play or to really stick with that. Right. But yeah, that's exactly right. So if, I, if I'm in a group and I feel like, you know, I need help with childcare or it's going to be tough for me to make rent this month, I mean, or I need some supplies or some, some diapers or something like right. that. Like, and those are things that are already happening. Then those people in the group, see if they can figure out a way to help that help meet that need. Um, that's going to be the quickest, most effective way to actually meet that need. Right. Um, so, and if, if it can't, if it's outside of that, like it's just can't be met in that group, then it would go to the greater church community and then, you know, also Salem has resources right. as well. So, well we don't we don't want to bog down the our, our Cross Creek community or Salem with needs that can be met like at a smaller or in a smaller level. group. Right. Yeah, which is
0: being a neighbor anyway. Right. Right. Just be a neighbor and if you can't take care of it, now you have a resource to Maybe you can be a part of taking care of it because your group knows or your exactly. larger group. Yeah. So for people who are watching, mm-hmm. maybe for the first time, or they've been to Cross Creek and they haven't been, had a chance to join a group yet, maybe they wanted to join a group and then, oh, sorry, no more church, right? Right. And we've had, uh, yeah. What do we, can we, what do we have for them?
1: Well, there's actually, it's funny because a lot of times we'd, we'd have to say, well, you're going to have to wait until we have signups or until a new group opens up. We're still a relatively small church, so we, we don't want to shake up our current groups too much by adding and subtracting people Um, but now with this opportunity this is actually an opportunity for people to join an online group and that's that's going to be if if you're watching online uh, or listening online there's actually in the show notes there's going to be a link for you to sign up it's basically for a virtual a facebook group
0: basically about uh, together for salem right yep
1: and so that'll be a place to share resources to post Uh, information to pose questions to support one another even to
0: discuss like what we talked about being a neighbor
1: totally yeah like what do you think of that and how does that look for you and what are some challenges so do
0: you do you have to have gone to Cross Creek to join that group
1: that's the cool thing there's like anybody can join it so um, do you have to do you have to be a Christian to join that group anybody can join it yeah and that's that's how our groups have always been but um, that's why this time is so interesting because it is a really cool opportunity for this not to be available to really everybody. Right. Um, and that we didn't have this sure. you know, a week ago. Yeah, why so, we designed the church in the first place. That's right. So that's right. It fits right in, which is cool. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Uh, one last question for you. Okay. You have two kids, two sons. Yeah. Johnny and Andrew. Yeah. Or Andrew and Johnny. He's the oldest. Yep. Got to go in the right it's, order. That's okay. We uh, alphabetical One's a freshman? So. Or no, he's, he's in eighth grade. So, eighth grade. Yeah, an eighth and a sixth grader. So you are a middle school teacher for 20 years. Yeah. You have two middle school Kids in your house right now.
1: Yeah, they also go to the school that I teach at. That's awkward for them. It, and sometimes their mom's their teacher as a substitute. <laughs> that <as well>. sucks. <laughs> One time she, she's in she's in the older son's classroom and she's calling Roland and she says Andrew and he says kill me now. <laughs> <laughs> That's his response. <laughs> not not present or here. Uh, it wasn't so, sex ed, was it? No, I don't think that day it was. That would be worse. Oh man, that would be great. Uh, so. Yeah, so we—I mean—we really have uh, kind of all of our eggs in one basket right now. Yeah, sorry. Okay, yeah. so with all
0: that expertise, sure. Your wife was a if middle school teacher her. for many years. Yeah, she still subs at kind of school. Stole yeah. her to work on staff with us. Um, what advice do you mm-hmm. have for parents right now? Maybe parents in middle schools because that's your specialty. But see, kids are home from school as you know. Yeah. And they're going crazy, and um, everybody's now realizing
1: how hard your job is. It's because actually no. It's easier because we see them for like well, middle school. We see them for like an hour and then send them along. Right. But now this home, it's like hour after hour at home. Right. Yeah. yeah it's it's way different. So yeah. in your uh, expertise, yeah. you don't have
0: to change the world right now. You've already done that for twenty well, years. I
1: don't, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> what advice do you have for parents right now? It, it's that's an interesting question. I think, I mean, I don't. You. It's funny because you're very, um, you're very kind. I don't. I feel like I'm an expert. I feel like I'm figuring this out just like everybody else. Sure. Because this is just for all of us It's un- <laughs> un- uncharted territory. Um, but the basic thing is, and it's kids of any age, I think it's for all of us to just uh, be clear about what's happening. If, for me, it's kind of a challenge. I'm like, you know, sh- share your feelings or ask them how they're feeling. And I'm like, I don't know, is, you know, is tired a feeling? I'm, I'm tired right now. <laughs> like, that's a feeling? No, it's not really a feeling. Um, so sharing with me how, or sh- sharing with them how I feel rather and then asking them how they feel it's it's a lot about communication like Mm. we really don't know what's happening right now and and just sort of stating the truth as it is like yeah this is hard this sucks right now you know we can't see our friends like we would normally see them and that's hard Mm -hmm. um we're figuring out how to do this like we're trying to be safe right now and be helpful toward other people it won't always be sacrifice it won't always be like this though um there's going to be we're going to we're going to start to figure this out there's another side to this Mm -hmm. um yeah. Just encouraging them to be, I mean, it's been great here in Salem this past week has been like some of the nicest weather ever. Right. So like go outside and play, um, you know, getting them outside, keeping them exercised, trying to challenge them mentally mm-hmm. is good. Like, um, we've just been trading books with people and, you know, putting stacks of books in our kids' rooms. And, um, so there's that and just spending time as a family too. Um, because it's been kind of busy as we all figure out how to do this. Right. So it's interesting. Like, <laughs> I think it's really even more important to be really intentional about our family time right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And when we're all tired, it's really hard to do that. But
0: so giving each other just room to have those feelings too. Totally. We are all feeling it. it. The kids are feeling it. The parents are feeling it. Mm -hmm. Spouses are feeling it. Oh, totally.
1: Yeah. It's just, it's a time of like figuring out how to love and support one another. So I don't, I don't consider myself an expert on it, but I mean, those are just some things that have kind of um, come to my mind or, I've started to realize these past few days, I guess. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: The past few days that have felt like a few months. A few months or yeah. a few years. For sure. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. Yeah. So uh, we want this to be a community resource, something you can interact with. Um, you can join that together for Salem Facebook group. That's going to be popping up. Uh, you can also just email us at info at yourcrosscreek.com one thing we we pride ourselves on as a church is being a place where people can explore Mm -hmm. where people can ask questions and that's not changing if you have a question about anything aaron said most likely or maybe something i said in in when we were talking about what jesus said email us Mm -hmm. ask us a question that could be part of this where we answer some of the questions that you all have Mm -hmm. about jesus about god about the bible about life right now Uh, we would love to be part of that conversation um, if, you, if you want more of this, go ahead and click subscribe on whatever platform you're using so that you know when these come up. they usually come up on Saturdays. Uh, go ahead and check the show notes for uh, some com- community resource links that we'll have. Uh, so maybe some further reading on the topic we talked about today. Uh, there's going to be some discussion questions that if you're part of a group, you can discuss. If you're not part of a group and you don't want to be, that's okay. You can discuss with um, whoever's you, whoever you are social distancing with, mm-hmm. or you can text, or whatever you want to do. Um, again, it's it's okay to still give resources to, to Cross Creek, to nonprofits. Uh, people are going to need resources to take care of each other. And um, we ha- I promised you a chance to win an online gift card. And so the the local company that we've chosen to go with this week, uh, they don't know this, and I don't know if they even watch at all. Surprise. But Yeah. Oddmos Pizza. Woo. Yeah. My my, my personal favorite oh, pizza. pizza. Yeah. Uh, great for the family. Yep. I think they deliver. Oh, that'd be awesome. Right? Pretty sure they deliver beer. Also awesome. Awesome. Um, so Oddmos. Here's here's how you win a ten dollars online gift card to Oddmos uh, this week. Share this video or share a quote from this video that maybe stood out to you in some way and then on social media uh, you know facebook instagram twitter whatever you got and then tag at your cross creek in that post you don't have to be a member of cross creek you don't even have to be a jesus follower tag your at your cross creek in that post and you will be entered to win the 10 dollars moves gift card for this week um so thank you for watching whenever you are wherever you are thank you aaron For being here. My pleasure. And uh, just remember, together we can be for sale.